there. Welcome to Nothing's Perfect. I'm Jordan. I'm Ryan. And we are here to recognize the flaws in the things our world has created and eradicate them. That's right. We know that if every pork chop were perfect, we wouldn't have hot dogs. However, both of us are vegetarians. That's not true. You're right. I eat bacon every day of my life. <laughs> That's unhealthy. Um, so <laughs> we're recording this episode at like 10 p.m. So we're just going to have like a chill laid back time tonight, y'all. I hope you're ready for like NPR, Nothing's Perfect. Like, oh, Nothing's Perfect Radio. So Yeah, I mean, this is kind of the closest thing to a radio show. Yeah, the closest get... thing. I mean, like you, you you put this right alongside your 70.5 hits the groove feed and like you're going to not be able to tell the difference. They're going to they're going to actually um this is interesting. They'll they'll overlap and you will start to hear uh the subliminal messages in our show actually come through uh telling you to uh donate to my Patreon and like buy our merchandise and like uh subscribe to Ryan on Twitch and like all this kind of yeah, stuff. So it's really interesting. All that fun jazz. Uh so Virtually indistinguishable from any other radio show. Um, the fish. <laughs> not everyone's gonna get that joke, Ryan. I don't. Well, I mean, it, it's it's kind of a universal feeling, though. Like every time you listen to Ray, you're like, "Huh, that was a really good song," and then it goes. You're listening to B ninety eight point five. The fish. Um, <laughs> let's get into some let's get into some perfections we got a job to do ryan uh, uh yeah uh i went first last time you wanna yeah sure um so we're gonna start with oh oh silly me i've forgotten to put the credits next to these so let me just grab those real fast don't worry we can just edit this out yes we can yes we can oh no my editing button was deleted ah silly <laughs> edit <me>. button broke <laughs> edit machine broke <laughs> So this first uh, suggestion comes from a uh, an anonymous user on Tumblr, and they suggested Steven's Universe. Ooh, because I started that. I started this whole this whole thing with um with the pork chop line. So I guess that's fitting. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I didn't make that connection. Uh, so nice. yeah, Steven Universe. Um, Steven Universe is a much more, I think, apparently flawed show than Gravity Falls. Uh, of course. Which I mean, and the reason I feel the like reason there's a lot of people who agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the re, the reason why I, I bring up Gravity Falls is because like the fandom, uh, I guess atmosphere is very kind of like hand in hand. I mean, they're mm-hmm. they're kind of always like placed next to each other. Uh, yeah. Even even in the in the Tumblr anonymous suggestion that I was given, they placed, hey, do Gravity Falls and or Steven Universe. So, um, yeah. So they're they're very two peas in a pod. Yeah, yeah. Um, so with that being said, Steven Universe does have. Uh, many more apparent problems. Um, yes. Would you like to kind of give your give your thoughts on what you think they may be? Um, all right. So the first flaw that I've seen every which way, I actually haven't caught up with Steven Universe in a while. I've been keeping up with like what's going on by looking at the people who make gifts on the Tumble Tamble. I will say the recent uh, special, the recent like little story arc was uh, phenomenal. But oh yeah, it's yeah, been a I while. Could... It's been a while since it's been that good. Yeah, I could um I could uh, figure that through the osmosis of gifts. Mm-hmm. Um but jokes aside though, um the 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 most pressing concern I've heard uh when criticizing Steven Universe is a little something called Paradot. Paradot. What do you mean? Well, how big is Paradot? <laughs> Not very big. 
Well, or is she? (laughs) (laughs) A lot of the criticism I've seen comes from the fact that characters aren't on model. And I've seen both sides of this argument. Uh, One side says that, um, like, for instance, with Peridot, like, she shouldn't keep on getting smaller. You need to make sure you have a consistent model sheet when you're doing character animations. On the other side... What I want to know is, like... Did none of these people, like, okay, this is, like, a serious, like, did yeah, none no. of these people watch, like, the show at, at the beginning? Like, season oh, one? Oh, yeah. You can't get much more off-model than that, and yet, even still, you were able to look at those characters and be like, hey, that's Steven. Like, that's yeah. Pearl. Like, she looks a bit weird, but that's Pearl. Yeah, of course. Um, Again, on the other side, there's people saying, well, it's different people who worked on, who who were in charge of the uh, animation, um, like you mentioned, there's all sorts of that stuff, but, uh, regardless if we think the criticism is justified or not, it's still a flaw. Yeah. Because yeah, it's, 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 because it is bringing up controversy. All right. So first fix, first easy, easy fix. Of course. People are complaining that Peridot's become way too small in these new seasons. So all we want to do is see her turn into a giant woman. A giant woman, precisely. And no, we're not talking... And before any of you people are like, oh, this means she's gonna get to fuse with Lapis. No. No. No, no, no. That's that's cheating. Yeah. That's just a cheap trick to make small gems bigger. Yeah, it's, 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 it's disgusting. It's unnatural. All right, I'm not gonna go that far. But I will... <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that we just need the, like, next episode, we need Peridot to appear. Peridot is as big as Garnet. No yeah. one questions it. And, and it stays like that. Like, yeah, and it's we, just we very We very meticulously, like, take over the show and, like, make sure that every single time someone draws Peridot, she is equally as tall as Garnet. Like, we, like, we bring rulers. We bring, like, straight yeah. edges. Like, all, all, like, every board, every sketch every thumbnail we're like peridot is in that thing she better be as tall as garnet or so help me god yeah we'll like get our rulers and we'll just go like hey hey <laughs> how big's that peridot and then like <laughs> and then the border will just be all like i haven't eaten in days and i'm like doesn't matter <laughs> as big as make garnet that, make that peridot big or else you're not getting dinner i think that i think that we can kind of like uh Kill two birds with one stone uh, by just, like, throwing the stone out the window. Okay. No, but in, in all seriousness, I think we can kill two birds with one stone by, like, uh, just making sure that every single storyboard is done by one artist. We just pick one artist, and okay. they're the only ones who do it, and we are just meticulously, like, big brother watching over their act. Like, we, we put them in a room with, like, yeah. consistent surveillance. Like, yeah, of course. Hey, <laughs> those characters on model, Phil? <laughs> and Phil just goes, yeah, they're on models. My daughter's safe. Irrelevant. <laughs> and Phil right. just goes, you goddamn monsters. <laughs> also known as Cartoon Network. Oh, good. All right. So, uh, Steven Universe, one storyboard artist. All right. Yeah. And uh, that should keep them all on model. That should fix it. And and uh, we will. And yeah. And then like. As well as that, we will uh, keep Peridot as tall as Garnet. Of course, that is a very important change that I think we all need to make. Um, and I think um, just give Steven a gun and we're perfect. All right, moving on. Oh, yeah, okay, good. What's your next uh, suggestion? All right, uh, my first suggestion comes also from Anonymous on Tumblr. And I found this to be very interesting. This isn't a show that I had seen, 
Um, and I, I, I don't think you've seen it either, but it's got a concept that like intrigues me. Okay. And that is Hetalia. Oh. Oh, geez. You that's know about the what Hetalia yeah. is, right? Yeah, that's like the, the country show with all the, yeah, all the where... personifications of or the Earth's many, many countries. Yes, the personification of all of the Earth's great nations into a big old anime. Okay. So, here's, here's the question. How do we make this show where all the countries are anime pretty boys perfect? Well, here's the thing. Countries in real life are made of land, right? They're made of Earth. Solid ground. I mean, um, like, if you want to get down to a technical level, then yes. I, well, just on, on the most basic fundamental thing, okay, they're yeah, not. The most... They're not. They're definitely not human beings. Yeah, of course. There's a big difference between like countries and people. I think that I think that the problem with Hitalia is its inconsistency, because if they're turning all the countries, which are just big land masses, into people. Then why are they not standing on just a giant person? Uh, mm. I think you know that what? you're right. I think that not only the countries need to be personified, but the planets need to be personified. The sun needs to be personified. All celestial bodies, everything that has mass. Well, well, Jordan, if that's the case, they'd probably cast you as the sun because you're the light of my life. Oh, Rin. That's so nice. So they're standing on a person, just they're floating, just, right? They're just standing on a big person. Okay, um, and is this just like in in a schoolyard wherever Hitalia takes place? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's. I mean, the, like, okay. Let's let's not be mistaken. This this human this personification of Earth is big enough to where if you were looking at it from the level of the personified nations, you wouldn't really be able to tell much of a difference, except the ground would be a bit squishier, more fleshy. Yeah. Um, but, like, they'd be big enough to where you'd be like, I can see the horizon, and, like, you could, it still looks big, like, it still looks, like, traversable. Um, okay, so it's just, like, the, f- the floor is person. Yeah, but it is still a living breathing person and if they were to travel um far enough north they would meet the face okay so i think we can make a plot out of this um yeah so like i'm guessing hatali is a slice of life i wouldn't know i haven't seen it if there's some big overarching I, no, plot I, about I, like from what about, i've seen it is definitely more slice of life uh that's only right. from what i've seen it so i can little. say we can make a big overarching plot about this like um so all the countries are going to travel up to see the face. Okay. Now, now, what purpose would the countries have to see this mystical face? Um, I'd just say enlightenment, just knowing, like, what the face wants from them, like, what it thinks they're doing wrong, what it, like, what it, what it wants them to be. Like, cause, cause, you know, like the face and, and thus, uh, this earth person is kind of like just the, the birthplace of them all. And yeah. so this gigantic personification of earth, like, is like, it's, it's bigger than anything they've ever known. And so they're like, we got to know, we got to know what it wants. And then when okay. they get up there, it's just something real silly. Like, it's just something real silly. It's like, I want, 
chimichanga and like that's it <laughs> yeah i mean that's the equivalent of like imagine you're just taking a nice power nap and all of a sudden you feel like something like tickling your face and like you just wake up and you just see a very small set of nations resting on your chinny chin chin and they're just like what do you desire oh great one i'd honestly just be all like uh, can I get a, uh, <laughs> two liter Coke? <laughs> hey, can you just, um, uh, can you call my I'd... pharmacist and, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, can you, can you call a doctor? I think I'm, uh, <laughs> get something removed. <laughs> yes, of course. Great one. Hey, thanks, bro. All right. Okay. Next. So I think that's perfect. Um, yeah. Wait, can I can I recommend one like little filler episode sort of thing? Because sure, not anime without a filler episode. Yeah, yeah. So when they get up to that and they don't know they're at the face yet, they find these mysterious caves, and inside they find a bunch of boogies. Oh, gross! Ryan. And like, and like, at first they're like, "Wow, what mystical things!" But there's just a bunch of boogies. That is just really disgusting. That's so funny. I know, that's kind of humor. And then, of course, someone on the side goes, That isn't a jelly bean, that is boogers! <laughs> but it tastes so good! Okay, okay. now with uh, that comment, we're moving on. Uh, moving on. Uh, my next suggestion comes from uh, CO13Huff, that is at ColeCJHuff31 on Twitter. Um, and he says, mm. Pac-Man. Ooh, Pac-Man. Pac-Man. Hey. Did you know that the idea for Pac-Man uh, came from someone who was eating a pizza, and then he took a slice, and he was just like, wait, wait. He said, whoa, that looks like a video game, if I've ever seen one. And then, and then he realized that he had never seen one, so he made one. Yeah, so he, <laughs> so he flew, flew from Italy to Japan, and was like, listen, I don't know about y'all, I brought this pizza all the way over from Italy, I need y'all to Didn't make a taste game very good. Doesn't taste very good anymore. Yeah, it doesn't taste good anymore. It's just kind of molded, but I just look at the shape of it. And they were like, oh, crap. It looks like a video game. And then someone else in the boardroom just said, hey, a uh, quick question, um, buddy. Uh, okay, two questions, actually. <laughs> Multiple questions, I'd say. One, we have pizza here in Japan. It isn't like an Italy-only thing. Then, then the and other guy would say, that's not a question. Okay, fine then. Why didn't you just get a pizza from Japan? But it looks like a video game. Okay, question number two. Why didn't you just draw it? Why didn't you just get a pad of paper? Just draw a very simple shape of a pizza missing a slice. Uh... Instead of bringing this smelly, soggy pepperoni-covered za into our boardroom. Authenticity. Fuck, I can't argue with that. <laughs> but, All right. Uh, yeah, so now that we've role-played the creation of Pac-Man. I'm glad that, yeah, I'm glad that we've, like, gotten into that headspace, so now we're, like, yeah, we now we're basically, we're in... for all intents and purposes, the new creators of Pac-Man, I think. Yeah, okay, so... Let's talk about how you play Pac-Man. So how do you play Pac-Man, Ryan? Well, the way you play Pac-Man is uh, there's a little joystick in the arcade cabinet. You move it around, try to pick up all the stuff. If you pick up a power pellet, you can eat the ghosts. But if you don't have power pellet, the ghost can eat you. The thing is, something like this is so simple. It's hard to perfect something so simple. Yeah. 
Because um, like with with complex stuff, like we can do Steven Universe. It's like, hey, here's 800 different characters, 500 different animation problems, a, a bunch of stuff you can just pick apart. But here, it's just like such a simple thing. The only issue that I can think of with Pac-Man would come from cultural context. Okay. Um, the fact that eating is now very recently seen as in in a very negative context on the internet for many different reasons. Um, All right, listen. I mean, I'm going to let you keep going for a little while, but if it goes down um, a rather sensual path... Oh, no, path, I am absolutely talking about Vore. Do not, like, question... Okay, you're going to have to insert 25 cents and try again. <laughs> I am, like... I, I, I don't want there to be any confusion between us here that Vor is absolutely what I'm getting at. Um, Please pop the quarter and just... I'm not... I'm not popping anything. I'm going down this road. Listen, listen, okay. listen. Cultural context. It's important. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. You know what? You're I, right. Vor I think that if we if we were to if we were to garner a flaw from Pac-Man, it would be the mm-hmm. fact that eating is now just seen as like like this this unspeakable thing, especially for someone with a mouth that big. Um. So like. Okay. What do so, we replace? I th- I think in, in this in this case it it need to be like a a fun little find and replace situations. Like we, we just control F Pac-Man. We found, Oh, Hey, control F search. Just, uh, just pulled up Vor. So yep. let's replace that with something else. Hmm. So how would you kind of like, well, I mean, you have to keep in mind. There's two things that he's eating. Well, I guess three things. Technically there's the pellets, mm-hmm. the power pellets and the ghosts. Nope. That's not even true. There's, 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 uh, I mean, if you count the power pellets as separate, then there's four. Because there's the power pellets, the pellets, the ghosts, and then all the various fruits. Oh, yeah, the fruits. Yeah. Almost forgot about the fruits. Okay, okay, I have an idea. I, I do have an idea. So let me, let me try and, like, lay this out properly. Um, so okay. right now, the, the game of Pac-Man takes place, like, kind of, uh, like, in the middle of his act of eating. Yeah. What if we made it about like eating preparation? So like we we don't st- we don't stop him from being a hungry man. We just don't actually see him eating the stuff. Instead, he kind of like has his arms out holding a picnic basket. Okay. And he's kind of like flapping it like open and close or like maybe like a lunchbox or something. Okay. And he's gathering the stuff that he's going to eat later. Yeah. All right, that makes sense. Yeah. And then, and then we just we just kind of explain the whole power pellet situation away by like just saying like, oh, the power pellets are just like a, like an aura type thing. Yeah, eating eating them wasn't necessarily what's giving him their power. It was just being around them. So we very very easy to explain. Um, and then I think that after that, it's just like, hey, it's just a guy like preparing for a picnic. So it's it becomes like, Pikman. Yeah. Oh, hey, I like that. Yeah, Pikman. So we got it perfected. I think so. He's just a, he's just a cute little yellow guy getting ready for a picnic. I like that. Yeah, he's like a nice little yellow guy who helps uh, eat stuff and uh, helps move things along. Pikman. Yeah. So from Billy's Trash, also known as Trash Baby, the Garfield comics. Oh Jesus. Oh man, Ryan. Let me tell you, I hate yeah, Mondays. I despise the only Monday I like is the one tomorrow. In all honesty, I, I actually just, I really like Mondays. <laughs> I Mondays honestly, great. I think we've had this discussion before, but Wednesdays are the d- true day of the devil. Wednesdays are the worst. Mondays are great. Don't tell me otherwise. 
So first fix of the Garfield comics, I hate Wednesdays is a I new hate Wednesdays. Yeah, easy. Easy. And uh okay, so one thing that's always weirded me out about the Garfield comics is that I never understood if John Arbuckle could actually hear what he was saying. It was always very unclear. Yeah, it was really vague. Like sometimes he sometimes he straight up said, I'm so glad I don't understand you, and other times he's like immediately responding to him like Yeah, like like sometimes it would seem like he would react directly to what Garfield was saying, and then other times he's just like, Oh, you're just my cat. So like I like legitimate fix here, just solidify that just pick one and yeah, make sure it's like clearly communicated i mean the fact that garfield always spoke in thought bubbles is kind of like a hint to maybe like john is just responding to him behaviorally or like like john actually can't understand him but you know there were instances where it really felt like he could hear him so i, I think that it'll be just perfected either way we choose because it's still going in one direction and, and yeah and so long as long as the, you pick a side, you're good. Yeah, the problem is the confusion. So uh, which one do we go with? Um, I say we kind of go right down the middle, and he has, um, like, so so we, we open to a Sunday comic. That way it has a bit more time dedicated to it than a weekday comic. Okay. And it's John in the forest. <laughs> All right. And this fairy flies up to him <laughs> and is like, John, um, tell you, tell you what, I'll, I'll give you some magic powers, okay? And John, being John, is like, oh, sure, yeah, okay. And she gives him the power to talk to animals. However, it's based on the uh, sort of the the uh, wholesomeness of his character, and since John is an empty husk of a man, the uh, sort of be- ability to speak to animals only works sometimes. <laughs> Well, here, here. How about okay? So, are you going? It's. It sounds like you're going more on the route of like explaining the confusion instead of just picking a side. Well, I mean, yeah. I, mm, I don't like that. I think we need to commit to one of them. Uh, because here's my idea. If we're going that okay. route, listen, listen. All right. He walks into the woods and he finds this fairy. And previously, okay. he had he had been given the gift of talking to to Garfield. I don't know whether yep. like he was he was born with it or maybe it's Maybelline, but like, it, of course, he just he like he 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 can do it. He's been able to do it for years ever since that classic comic started running. Uh, but then in this Sunday issue, uh, everything changes when he walks into the forest and the fairy comes up to him and she's like for your sins your gifts will be taken away and he's like what wait what and she's like you have sinned and then she just she puts a, a hex on him and he can't, just he can't no explanation just you have sinned <laughs> i mean as well as you said before john is an empty husk of a man of course so, he made many I mean, deals with the satan yeah like who knows what kind of atrocities he's committed uh but let's not get into that war crimes uh, actually, no, you know what? No, we we actually do need to get into that because there is a very pressing like flaw in Garfield. What the fuck happened to Lyman? <laughs> you think that John somehow connected to it? So here's here's how it went down. Originally, Lyman was the one who was able to talk to Garfield. Oh shit! It was really really cool. However. John realized that this mustachioed green man who 
I'm also describing Luigi, <laughs> is talking to his cat. And, and now, now here's the thing about John. John, um, John, John's feeling a little paranoid about this. He, he could swear that at one point, here's Lyman saying, all right, Garfield, we're going to finish the job tonight, right? And then here's him like sharpening a knife and he thinks, and John thinks that Lyman and Garfield are out to get him. So he jumps out to confront and he's just opened a thing of tuna for Garfield. Oh, my bad, a thing of lasagna. I can't possibly. That's how John figured out that Garfield liked lasagna from Lyman. Right. He, he tried to give him tuna many times earlier and just did not work. Exactly. So he wanted this power. So he, I mean, I'm not going to jump, I'm not going to bunny hop around this issue. He fucking murdered Lyman. No, yeah. To get his animal talking powers. He killed Lyman and absorbed his natural abilities into himself uh, because Lyman was a man without sin. Um, Mm -hmm. Lyman is, Lyman is perfect. Lyman is like, if you look up perfection in the dictionary, he comes up, and now people are going to submit Lyman. No, no, yeah, submit I was, Lyman and hashtag perfected. Well, cast. no, I was, I was about to say the the way we kind of immune ourselves from that is is just by officially kind of like uh, naming Lyman as like our unofficial mascot. Uh, yeah, he's, Lyman he's, is our mascot. He's what we strive to be. Um, so yeah, John absolutely killed Lyman. Uh, no doubt yeah. about it. Uh, that's why we powers. hate John so much here at Perfected Cast hashtag. And, and then. Uh, the fairy found out about it. She wasn't and too took happy. Away his powers. Yeah, she took away his powers, and so now we have a definitive answer. John cannot talk to Garfield. Uh, next suggestion. So this one comes from Copycat at uh, Kuwaii Nico on Twitter, uh, and they said arms. Ah, uh, arms. We still need to throw down in that, huh? Yeah, yeah, we do. We didn't well, at really least get like to... in front of an audience. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. arms is a good game. Um, counterpoint. Yes, Springman's AI. Oh God. Ugh, that is stuff of nightmares. I tell you what, it's 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 the. I mean, we we touched on this in the first episode, but now it's time to really like, double down on this opinion. Springman in the Grand Prix is the worst uh, that any video game has potentially ever been. Yeah, he like like don't get me wrong. We're glad that like people are making really good AI. We like challenge. Right, but Springman is like on a whole other spiritual Spring level. Springman is too much. I mean, I could fight like Max Brass, Headlock, and you know, like get him in like a few rounds. You know, like like I, yeah. I like I, I'd have a couple continues, no doubt about it. I'm not perfect at the game, but it's like Springman was another story. Yeah, Springman, like you can tell that, like based on his naming convention and his difficulty spike, that he was based on a Mega Man boss. Only difference is he doesn't have any weakness. Yeah, like I don't, I don't understand why it's him. And you bring that up, he doesn't really have a weakness. I think that's where we need to kind of like put our put our chips in on this perfection route right now. Uh, so yeah, I think that we should just give him just like a big target on his back. All right. Um. So like, we need to give him like an inherent flaw, or we need to implement a weakness system into the game. No, just for him. I was about to say, so we're giving him a flaw. We're not giving him a flaw. We're giving him a disadvantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, this, look, look. We're not here to perfect Springman. We're here to perfect ARMS. And ARMS is imbalanced right now with the way that Springman is. So if we just put a big, like, kick me thing on Springman's back and have that be a, a weak point, 
if you manage to get around him and, and punch that, then he dies uh, immediately. He, you win. He's actually erased from the game. Well, you know, we don't want to make it unfair, so we'll just have you win that round. That two okay. out of three. I guess. Round. Um, and then he gets okay. another shot at it because, you know, I mean, we don't like Springman here, but. We, we, can't, we can't be throwing the game against <sighs> yeah, Springman. We need to be fair. So, yeah, so yeah. we should. Uh, and, and, and I said a kick me tag. I do think it should just be a, a big sticky note that says kick me on it. Okay. Uh, here's the flaw, though. You can't kick in arms. I was going to say, make it say punch me. Yeah, punch me. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, make it say arms me. It won't make sense, but heck. It's funny. It's silly. Yeah, it's a good joke. It's a, yeah. See, that's the thing, like. In line with that classic Nintendo brand. Yeah, and arms have such a lighthearted nature, they don't have enough funnies in it. Oh, God, of course, you know? They it's... don't give us enough guffaws in arms. <laughs> Every time I play arms, I'm like. I'm having fun, but I'm just not, I'm not guffawing enough. I'm not having many laughs right now. Nintendo. Yeah, like, yeah, like I'm sitting on my shag carpet playing Nintendo Arms for the Nintendo Switch. Um, slithering around as King Cobra, punching a spring girl with my many rocketed fist in my and my icy boomerang arm. And, I, and, and I look around and I'm like, hey, who turned off the laughs? Where did the goofums go? We need to put a silly joke for every think, character in there. I, I think that when someone loses, we put yep. a banana peel on the stage and whoops, they slip on it. Oh my God. I'm writing this down. Let me, let me just. And also, I think that um, we should have. Okay. Best idea yet. Write it down. One of the, one of the arms. It's Write it down. A, it's a pie. <gasps> It's a pie, and when you hit someone with it, they go, aw, wah, wah, and then they have, like, a Santa beard. Oh, my goodness. Of, like, whipped cream. I I just want to say, I want to say the perfect combination, Twintel with a Santa beard. Oh, my God. Yeah, see, I'm glad that they sent in arms and not Twintel, because... Hard to do. Man, one of these days we're going to get Marina in our suggestions, and it's going to be and like... And our show's just going to end on the yeah, spot. Just, like, 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 we'll, we'll like, the second it's sent in, the SoundCloud's going to shut down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, we're, we're going to be like, our next suggestion comes from uh, Big Beligos on Twitter. That is at Bugosono on Twitter. And they say, Marina, nut, 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 And then the entire, like, internet just kind of, like, crashes. And then when it comes back up, Suddenly our SoundCloud is gone and our Discord accounts are deleted and nobody and can find us. And and uh, it's kind of like a stolen century scenario where everyone yeah. just slowly forgets that we exist. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you wanna what if what if they're not coming up with episode three? Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like and like people will just be kind of like in in line, like purchasing something at like Walmart and they're like, oh, let me just uh oh funny bit let me just get out my debit card number one two and everyone's like ha 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 where's that from <laughs> oh it's from i <laughs> i i don't i don't know <laughs> i just I, I just remember the bit i don't know where it's from i and then like the world plunges into oblivion but that's besides the point uh so, <laughs> yeah of course so yeah um that's arms Add more goofums, put a big uh, arms me sign on the back of Springman, and we're good mm. to go. What's your All next right. one, Ryan? 
I knew that we were going to settle this one eventually. So I think we need to just embrace it. From uh, Gender Toads, which is at Gender Toads. Um, after putting in the Muppets and saying it's too similar to Sesame Street, follows up with, uh, the Minions. God. Now, this is a challenge for a whole nother reason. Yeah, because we've just been denied the Muppets and have been, uh, re-gifted the Minions. Yeah, like, like we got... Like, we were like, hey, we can look at the Muppets. Yay, I love talking about things that I get enjoyment out of. And then all of a sudden, the Muppets, Banana! like... And then, like, someone, like, a, like, a, like a little yellow man came Banana! in our room and, like, punched <laughs> us in the face and was like... And then that just kind of... Okay, so... I think just give them actual words, please. Like... I'm bored of all of them are just saying terrible things. Like they're like, <laughs> I thought that this Pickle Me Three was a good movie. <laughs> this Pickle Me Four opens up and it's like minions like me are supposed to listen to minions like you chatter on about oppression and illumination. It doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but see, the thing, the thing is, like, most of the time when we have a challenge, we're looking at, like, a stained glass window and trying to find the miscolored piece of glass. But with Here, Minions, it's like, with Minions, it's like an empty canvas and you've given us a palette of many paints. Like, we can just... No, I was, I was gonna say more like you've given us an empty canvas and you've given us a palette of two different varieties of dog turd. Oh God! So so, so let's yeah but, let's but say I, but I do want to entertain yeah. the idea because I hate it I I yeah, just hate like I, like I do like the idea of giving them actual words so we can start there yeah just like let them like say things like just let, like let's just let them be able to communicate like I I'm sick of hearing them like sing with like these not these non words yeah these just gibberish. Because they're like baga da ba da somebody da do do da da ba, and it's like, hey, can you like stop? Can you can you like yeah, exactly. can you sing a song for once in your life? Like, I, I, for once, I would just like them to just like turn around on screen and just go like, when I was like, I would take that over <laughs> it, like anything that they've already done. But okay, so here's the question, and we're gonna we're gonna get down to the bottom of this real quick. What about the the gibberishness? makes them attractive to the public because like for all that we know if you like if you can speak a language then a character one's relatable because you know what they're thinking i mean is is it just the fact that you aren't supposed to know what they're thinking they're just supposed to be there for you to experience you're not even supposed to have any connection to well, them they're just supposed here, to appear and here's the thing gibberish speak has worked before i mean i've been playing animal crossing recently and no no voice ever actually says a word unless you're just counting like the, the cute little like letter like the voice saying the letters when you type something in but even then it's just like it's very quick like e f u and then everyone else is like well, well, here's here's but, the thing about but, that but but the reason why that works is because it's matched with text so you know what they're saying at least yeah and they have to be gibberish because um you can't record that many like pre-made preset yeah. lines yeah exactly but, but yeah if you match them with text then it gives it meaning but if it's just like but but you could put the bottom 
Yeah, like the minions don't. I mean, like you can like they're the the movies are written and they're designed in a way that you can garner what they're getting at, but it's it's all very simple. It's like oh, they looked at a button, it was funny, so they said bottom, and then yeah, like and then like oh, they like bananas, and then like oh, you know they're they're doing a karaoke, and it's really yeah. funny because it's like oh, do the karaoke challenge, despicable me, do the karaoke challenge, the impossible karaoke yeah. challenge, and it's like yeah, you're, you're, not you can't, you're not singing anything, you're just. <sighs> So, but but again, that that leads us back to the question, and this is actually something I kind of want to legitimately answer because I'm I'm like sickeningly curious about this. What about just the use of this broken gibberish? I I literally think it's only because one, it's high pitched and fast, and two, it's it it's just silly. That's true, but compare this to something that is also high pitched and silly. Twitchy from Hoodwinked, very high pitched, very fast, very silly. But he still spoke words. I'm just trying to think. I feel like I feel like if we can get to the bottom of why the minions gibberish is so entertaining to people, not only have we perfected like the minion, not only can we like, get on the path to perfecting the minions, we can also get onto a path of like actual legitimate enlightenment. Is it because I don't know? It's it's like it's it it is. It's it's just silly. It's just a silly thing and it and it was funny at first but like after a while you just kind of want to hear some real words and like the real words that you do hear from then are always are always just like very simple yeah bare, just just butt it's just butt jokes yeah i suppose like there is definitely a difference between um like let's like let's say they're like all in the background there's definitely a difference between them going like pitchikabooba to like oh my god get back here hey come on <laughs> yeah cuz but but in the end, like you don't need to hear the "Hey, come on, get back here" because that's background. That's just stuff in the background. And yeah. like, if you say "Hey, come on, get back here," that's gonna get you like invested because you think like, "Oh, hey, they're gonna get back there." Is that a scene we can get into? I, I, and I think um, that goes back to the flaw of the minions in general is that their their versatility because of this made up non speak language like has. And because of their popularity has catered them to just being placed like in the foreground where they shouldn't be. If they were just side characters who said side character things, like there'd be no reason to put them in the forefront because the things yeah. that they say would always be very and like once you give meaning to their work, once you give meaning to the noises that they make, you then have to budget that meaning if you know what i mean exactly like, and i like was actually when, about to sort of get onto that when the they're point, when, when it's just gibberish you you can just like you can just put it anywhere exactly and uh the point i was kind of kind of get at is that um if you put it when you put voice to pretty much like we were saying when you give them real words real human words you're gonna have to make that have some sort of meaning otherwise you can like you said just put them anywhere and it's just it's just noise and yeah it's, and it's, it's nothing it's, for us to, it's nothing for us to consume it's nothing for us to ponder on it's nothing for us to connect to it's just noise and 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 like the effort of like taking words and putting them in places where they mean something is just not illuminations forte it's not something that fits with their business model i'm afraid yeah, so, and I, I feel like here's the thing, it, and it benefits because, um, and this is going to sound, oh god, I just, I just wonder this in my head, is going to sound super pretentious, so bear with me. <laughs> um, 
thing is that like clearly noise is what attracts like the populace obviously like minions have made a shit ton of money and they have like a populace and stuff so the noise is what people are looking for because when people and like a, a lot of like the mainstream audience whenever they go to a movie their top priority isn't necessarily to get emotionally invested with a set of characters as much as it's just to unwind let some maybe some noise happen and just maybe veg and again th- there isn't a problem with this like heck it's a type of escape it's a way that you can just sort of let your mind go a way that you can let this sort of thing happen and just so veg. so what you're saying is to perfect the minions in a sense that we're perfecting them for their purpose and not for us is to just kind of turn them into a bunch of air horn creatures oh wait no i have it i have it okay so despicable me 4 starts up a minion walks to the center he turns the camera and he says hey you hey you hey you football Uh, John Madden, John Madden, John Madden, John Madden, John Madden, Madden. Madden. football. I'm telling you, this is perfect. It fits the agenda. So we just, oh my God. So we replaced the minion's voice with with Moonbase Alpha. Alpha. Oh my God. So not only does that give me what I want and giving them actual words, but also it gives the audience what they want just by giving them noise. Yeah, we, and I'm sure that once it becomes oversaturated in the media, we're all going to be tired of Moonbase Alpha, but for now, it's a but fix. For, but for now, it's perfect. It's the perfect balance. I can't believe it, Ryan. You've done it. I knew that investing this much time was worth it. What time is it? <laughs> <laughs> Two? Cool. <laughs> we cracked the code, but at what cost? All right, what's your, uh, what's your next suggestion? So I feel like we got into a lot of serious conversation in that last one. Of course. So let's throw all that out the window. Yeah. Tumblr user Alto Viola sent in a series of Undertale events. Oh, God, the perfect media. And, and at first I was thinking, like, hmm, should I consider this a series of unfortunate events, or should I consider it Undertale? But here's the thing. Neither. Yeah, it's, 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 it's both both and neither. Yeah, um, Count Olaf is flowy, obviously. Of course. And that's the only person I have casted, so... And, and obviously, since this isn't something that exists, this is more of just, like, a fun little thought exercise than, like, perfecting something. But let's just, let's yeah. just, let's go down this route, just, just I mean, for I guess I guess it, it kind of makes sense. There's an overarching force that's chasing the main hero. Right. In this, or in a series of cases, heroes. And as they continue on, they, um... Excuse me, they find themselves under the care of a bunch of different characters as oh. time progresses. Oh. Some of them die. Okay. Um, and in the end, they learn about some big underground secret that has been kept from the public. And in the end, in the end, the only ones that are like left in a sort of outward space at least in the true ending, and I guess in the neutral ending too, is the main character, or main characters, and the sort of force that has been harassing them this whole time. There are just these unprecedented parallels between a series of unfortunate events and Undertale. Yeah, so here's the important question. 
Okay. Who is Sans? The person who knows the most. He, know- he knows the most, and, like, if the Baudelaire orphans did something bad, he would be the first one to just whip them straight into shape. Mo- Monty? Yeah, Monty. Yeah, it's Monty. Yeah, it's Monty. All right, moving on. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess we should actually try to perfect this, huh? <laughs> perfect what? It doesn't exist. No, we're going to perfect it. So right. here's the problem <laughs> that we have. <laughs> uh, here's the problem. It's not a thing. Yeah, that's the problem. And we're going to perfect it by making it a thing. Okay. Um, one second. Let me, open up, uh, let me open up Unity real quick. God, Ryan. Don't do let me this to me. Import my character model for Klaus. <laughs> Frisk and Klaus are yep. the two main characters. I hate okay, this. Okay, enough of enough of that. Let's. Um, <laughs> I guess I guess we're gonna move on to Diamond in the Rough, huh? Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna do another uh, Diamond in the Rough uh, exercise. So let me pull up my random noun generator and let's get this generator rolling. Give me a drum roll. And it's steam. Ooh, all right. I'm gonna go ahead low... and I'm gonna go ahead and say that this is we're talking about the gaming platform steam. Okay. All right. This that's actually that's actually really convenient because I got steam open right now. Okay. Yeah. Me too. Let's I just, ta- let, I, just you know bought, what? I just bought a Hollow Knight. Let's take a quick look at a what Steam has to offer. So let me go into the store really quickly. So. Steam, they got a CSGO, Mega Bundle, oh, Double CSGO. Action. Oh yeah, there's a Mega Bundle right now. There's a free-to-play game named Double Action Boogaloo in my recommended section, which I'm not too fond of. Um, but it's not a, How many actions are there? There's Well, it's double, and there's also Boogaloo at the end. Yeah, I mean, how can you deny the Boogaloo? So maybe just the um, fact that I'm so uninterested in that, but yet it's still in my recommended might be a bit of a flaw. Uh, okay, I actually, I actually have a legitimate problem with Steam that I would like to address. Okay. Uh, and I learned this because um, I was looking around through the store, and one of the games recommended to me was a game called Golf It. All right. All right. And I, I, I was interested in this game because, like, uh, you know, Cone Challenge sort of stuff. I was like, oh, I could try something like that. Yeah. And I figured out that um, I was, like, looking around, seeing what people thought of it. And I decided to take a look at, you know what the Steam curators are? I think so. Refresh me, just in case. You know how they're Steam reviews? Yeah. Steam curators are basically special reviewers that go right to the top. And they say, hey, here are the curators who are um, taking care of it. Gotcha. You're the, you're the people who, like, right. these know are the, their shit. Like, these are the people you should trust. Now, while I was uh, looking over this golf game, I learned a very important fact. What'd you learn, Ryan? Literally anyone can become a curator. <laughs> and um, I'm not going to name any names. Okay. Because I don't, want, I don't want anyone to go to this curator and, like, harass them. Uh... But um, let me read some of these uh, professional curated reviews. Uh, For Geometry Dash, frustrating, spelled T-R-A-I-T-I-N-G, at first, (laughs) but if you get the Rytham, you'll become a master, rating 10 out of 10. (laughs) Um, 
uh, for Gary's Mod. You can do whatever you want. Possibilities are endless. <laughs> Audio Surf 2, the direct sequel to the original, but with a new look. Never bought it, but it looks good. <laughs> Rating 900 <laughs> out of 10. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and finally, Golf With Your Friends, this game can go burn in the depths of four asterisks. It was made there anyway. Jesus. So, I think we found our flaw. Literally, anyone can become a curator. Like, I can become a Heck, I've actually considered just straight up becoming a curator so that my reviews can go right to the top and people can care about my opinion more than they care about the opinion of some rando. Uh, here's a, here's a fun, <laughs> it's a fun, uh, Portal 2 curator review that I really like. Um, just because it's really concise, um, uh -huh. just says, not possible. So my question is, how come these are put above, like, people who actually put, okay, with, with a lot of exceptions, people who actually put time and effort into their reviews? Wow, that's, that's a good question. Now, now I'm just, now I'm just mesmerized, like, looking at these curator reviews right now, like. Yeah, like, these are, these are people who are, like, apparently. Like, these, they're described as Steam curators are individuals or organizations that make recommendations to help others discover interesting games in the Steam catalog. <laughs> um, Alright, so let's, let, enough about, ga about gaping over these curated reviews. Okay. Um, let's talk about how to fix it. First of all, in order to become a curator, in order to have your opinion exalted above all other things... 12,000 yeah. subscribers on YouTube. That's good news, because guess how many subscribers I have on YouTube? <laughs> Thank God. God bless America. Alright, so first you have to have 12,000 subscribers on YouTube. You also have to pass a uh, quality assurance exam. Okay. And where where um, Gabe Newell himself sits down in front of his, like, five-monitor PC setup and reads your reviews <laughs> out loud. Yeah, like, no, he, he, uh, he, like, he gives you, he's like, alright, Write a quick review. No, he no, he just goes out back to your past reviews and reads them out loud. I love that idea. He, he reads them out loud to his mother and his children. And and like he calls up the developer of each respective game. Like, all right, let's see. Um Portal. You left a review for Portal. Hmm. Let me call in. I actually I actually know the guy who worked on this. We're really good friends. Let me call him. Hey, uh, Joseph. And Joseph is like, uh yeah. Uh, we have a review here. Uh, this guy wants to be a Steam curator, and um, you know what Steam curators are, right? And he's like, yeah, they're the people who like really know their stuff about games. Well, here's a review that he left for your game. <clears throat> Lol, the cake is a lie. Am I right, everybody? <laughs> wow, 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 wow. <laughs> These exams are really tough, aren't they? But I did really like the part where I went into the place and the girl robot, in parentheses, he added, I hope she has titties. So take note on that for Portal 2. Um, she made fun of me. I mean, it wasn't nice, but it was funny. Ha ha. Wow. Wow. Good. This is this is some great. Some great feedback. Hey, uh, Jonathan, also, I've, I found another uh, Steam Curator review. Oh, Gabe, that's just fantastic. We can use all the all the criticism that we can get. We're working on Portal 3 very, very hard right now. So what does this person have to say about our game? What can we improve on? Um, uh, so the Steam Curator has just said, not possible. I, Gabe, Gabe, what, Gabe, what does that mean? It, it, they, that's all they said. They just said, not possible. Gabe, what? 
Are, are you saying that our game is not? Our game just isn't? I, I mean, that's... Hey, that's not coming from me, Jonathan. You, it's your job to make sure that your game is accessible. What, what the hell are you doing? I, Gabe, I, I... You're fired. Gabe, Gabe, I... Wait, Gabe! Patch it out tomorrow or you're fired. Unique gameplay. Point and click FTW. Back when Valve meant something. Passive aggression FTW. My bad, that's passive aggression FTW. <laughs> you can shoot portals. Captivating story. Did we mention that you can shoot fucking portals? 10 out of 10, signed TML. That stands for uh, the Meme Lords. So, yeah, Steam Curators, uh, Gabe Newell has to read them out loud. They have to have 12,000 subscribers on YouTube. And um, uh, they have to uh, host a show where they perfect things on iTunes, which you can um, help uh, add suggestions by tweeting at hashtag perfectedcast. Yeah, so I guess uh, Mr. Jonathan Steam, uh, hit us up with your curator application, and we will. I mean, we get can on just that. send it in. We can just send it in. I'm actually going to send it in right now. Okay, cool. Uh, so with that, thank you all for listening to this episode of Nothing's Perfect. Uh, if you like the show, uh, you can share the show on Twitter and or Tumblr using the hashtag #PerfectedCast, which is also where you can send suggestions for us to. Uh, to perfect things so like if you want us to perfect your favorite owl city poster we'll do that um if you enjoyed this episode we uh would really appreciate you uh dropping a rating on itunes if you haven't yet um it really helps us out it helps yeah. us know what we can do better uh and uh just kind of gets us up in the rankings a little bit more if you want to find us on our individual social media and stuff, I am Jordan. Uh, you can find me on Knitting Giant Beanies on YouTube or SnapCube on YouTube, or I am a knit, at KnittingGB on Twitter. Uh, and once again, I am Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at ChongoTweet, on Twitch or YouTube at ChongoShow. Well, I guess Twitch is ChongoShow, YouTube is the ChongoShow, or on Tumblr at ChongoBlog. I just am really good at organizing my stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with that thank you for listening uh, next episode should be out next Tuesday uh, thank you guys a lot we'll see you next time bye bye see you next Tuesday